This is Clown271. I am currently on my way through the vent system towards the concrete dispensers. I swang by one of the maintenance closets and got myself some tools so I can use these to fix them. It shouldn't be much longer and I'll be there. I have left Isaac Cutter in charge of dealing with the fridge and hopefully I will be able to fix this in time. Whilst I am making my way through here, I will continue to recount the events of the Cairo mission. If I remember correctly, Annabelle and I had gone to the Grand Egyptian Museum to get the Thormic beacons. Oh god. At the same time, Martin, Millard and Thad had gone to repair the system of Osiris, and Koala and Rose had gone with Peyton Steele to activate a Gamma project. My story continues from here. Cover the escape. Okay, uh, you load them both onto the dolly, and you both then come down the uh, hallway, and you open up the doors, and you go back into the sort of main atrium of the building. And there's the big sort of glass windows out the front, and there's a bunch of vampire drones out there, uh, and there's also two vampire soldiers, like the great big ones outside. Uh, and you watch as they sort of rear back, and they throw acid all over the windows. Uh, and the windows start to crack and dissolve in front of you. Annabelle, think. Do something quickly. Um, is there a fire warning thing I can pull in this building? I would say so, yes. I mean, the architecture is, like, modern and up to code. Okay, so I'm going to try to find that, pull that, and, like, make enough noise to distract them so that he can load the truck. Okay. I guess roll for um, luck here, I guess. Luck. That's a 15 luck. Oh, that's a lucky, lucky roll. Just because of how well you've been rolling, I'm going to be a bit punishing here, I guess. Um, you you pull the alarm. Uh, the alarm goes off. Immediately, you hear from outside a loud screech of the vampire empress who has heard this alarm as well. You and Smedley grab the dolly and you run towards the door. Meanwhile, 
the vampire soldiers and the drones break in through the windows uh, and they spill out into the atrium and an enormous claw comes from above and it rips through the roof and down into the building. Can you roll fragility for me? Of course I can. That's a critical 28. That is a critical 28. Okay, so I'm going to say that you jump in such a way where the two of you sort of fall forwards onto the dolly itself and the dolly like rolls its way down the hallway you run over a couple of drones and you go jumping out through one of the glass windows and you land down in front of the truck nearby Perfect. <laughs> and the two thormic sensors in fact the momentum causes them to fly directly into the back of the truck right that's good that's good you tried to be punishing but like i bought us more time because we distracted the queen you did well done take that the empress is now smashing the um grand egyptian museum to fine plaster and pieces of glass the two of you get in the truck and you head towards the nile shortly afterwards you notice that she is now pursuing you towards the nile she has gone straight towards you, you, you your um truck is it has its lights on because uh, smedley likes to drive with uh with, with oh, within the law smedley uh, so he's got those lights and his bl- he's been using his blinker whenever he turns around a corner <laughs> and the vampire empress is now pursuing you towards the nile river eventually the two of you get there and you get to sort of like the the top of the river near like the um you you see on the map here there's the two sort of like large islands in the center you are near the top area sort of here all right she is sort of coming across she was pursuing you but now she's looking directly across the river again because there's a lot of alive people over there and she's hungry right now you guys now have a chance to stop her. All right. Smedley parks the car at the top of the river and he starts to pull these things out of the back of the truck. Okay, Annabelle, you're going to need to do something here. I, 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 whatever you did earlier with the bowl, you're going to need to do that, but bigger, okay? Uh, give me a minute, I'm going to set this thing up. He puts the four formic regulators in a sort of pattern near the river. He then wires them up and he plugs them into his phone and starts pressing a couple of buttons on his phone. He goes, right, okay, um, let me, give me a second. I need to now see if I can get this working. And he gets a 10 in creativity. So it takes him a little while to get it working, but he manages to fix it. The beacons that were originally used to de-amplify powers are now suddenly far more powerful than they originally were. You feel like a crackle on the back of your neck when they start to work. Annabelle, concentrate. All right. Try and turn the Nile into holy water. I can't believe we're doing this, but but hopefully this is this is a long shot. But hopefully it'll work. All right, I'm gonna try. Focus nineteen. Impressive. I know. You think incredibly hard. You, you think about everything that's happened so far. You think about your newfound powers, and as you think about them, your wings open up like instinctively behind you. I'm pretty sure I'm not thinking about myself. I'm pretty sure I'm thinking about all those people on the other side of the river. Okay. And how much I don't want them to die. <laughs> okay. So you think about the other people on the side, other side of the river and instinctively your wings open up and they start to glow and your eyes start to glow a bright sort of yellow color. The thormic beacons around you, they start to hum and they hum at a similar vibration as the vibration you feel across your skin. And you reach down and you put your hand to the water and the water itself then glows and this glow sort of echoes out across the river 
And you watch as the Vampire Empress, she is sort of plowing towards the river right now. Her many, many beady eyes have seen what you're doing, and she's trying to get across the river as quickly as she can. And she plunges a couple of her legs into the water, but it's too late as the holy water hits her. And you watch as she rears back, she screeches and screams, and she then falls flat over as she then sort of tries to deal with the fact that her front forearms are now horribly burnt from this holy water. And Smedley comes up to you and he goes, Annabelle, you, you did it. Well done. I don't think it's over yet. Mm. The three of you then make your way across the city. You make your way through the streets of the west side of the city and you go past all of the um, destruction that has been left in the wake of the Vampire Empress as she's making her way towards the center of the city. And as you get to the Nile, you watch as the Nile begins to glow a impressive, like, holy yellow color. This color sweeps itself down the Nile. You watch over to your left and you see the vampire Empress going over to the water. And when she puts a foot in the water, it sort of sizzles and burns. Ooh. And she backs off and sort of makes a horrible screeching sound. She's now stuck on this side of the river. Nice. The three of you continue on your way, and eventually you make it to the other side of the city uh, to what looks like a big concrete bunker in the middle of a fenced-off area. And Peyton points out the entrance to this place and says, Yeah, so this is Project Saharan Freedom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's the best name. I came up with the name uh, in the shower. Nice, nice. I think this will probably be the best thing to deal with this. Uh, we, we've known for some time that there was something underneath the pyramids, but we weren't entirely sure what it was, so we've been trying to come up with a way to combat it, and uh, this is probably the best way. The only problem is that, unfortunately, the two pilots that are normally here, I think they live on the other side of the city, and uh, they're probably dead now, so you guys are going to need to pilot it. Okay. And then I, I look at Liberty. Hmm. <laughs> the only thing is that the AI that controls the software, um, it is not going to believe that you two are the pilots. Normally, we'd send someone like uh, Thad in to do something like this, but annoyingly, he's a little bit coneheady now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's not been acting exactly as usual recently, so uh, you guys are going to have to do it. So you're going to have to somehow pretend and trick it into thinking that you are the... Uh, pilots, okay? Could my nanomachine gun have some kind of cloaking mechanism? Is that reaching too far? Uh, I would yeah. probably like to try to do that. No, I guess so. If I can try if If I could get... Uh, Peyton, what are the pilots' names so I can look up their social media to get a picture of them? Shit. Shit. Uh, <laughs> shit. Uh, shit. Um, fuck. Uh, random name generator. Random name generator. Here we go. Oh, shit. No, not custom name tags. I don't want that. I want random name generator. Here we go. Uh, they are <laughs> Julian Fisher mm-hmm. and Edna Schmidt. Okay, well, I'll I'll do Edna. So I look on Facebook, and I find Edna Schmidt pilot, 
And then I try to use uh, Libby, my MK5 tactical nanomachine liberator, to cloak myself to look like her. Okay. What, do, what, what role? Um, <laughs> I'm going to get... Is that creativity? Ooh. I'd say creativity, Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. I'm not a very creative person. Uh, but I'm going to say that you're going to get, like, plus two because you're, because you're using your nanomachines in a cool way. So Thank I'm going to say you get a little bit. Oh, okay, that's a 15. Let it never be said that creativity is useless. <laughs> yes, creativity is a useful thing. It's just no one ever uses it in this bloody series. Uh, well, uh, so Thad, this Thad time does, someone's right? used it. That is just creativity. Oh, yeah, that does. That's all that Joel put his points into. Yeah, <laughs> he's so broken. <laughs> he's like a very creative glass cannon. <laughs> Libby sort of dissolves in your hand and then sort of like covers you with another layer of skin. Mm-hmm. And you suddenly look like um, Edna Schmidt. What does Edna Schmidt look like? Um, we'll say she's actually a little bit shorter than me, so that might be a problem. But she's got, like, uh, oh. a crew cut and a very serious, stern expression. And, uh... I can imagine that. And so just, like, a piece of you is sticking out of the top of her head? I'm just kind of, like, ducking a little bit to try to m- mimic her height. <laughs> and I'm gonna see if, uh, the, the AI registers that or not. Amazing. I mean, it did a pretty good job. Okay. Do you want to try doing the same thing on Koala, or... Uh... Uh, I, I'm wearing... I'm currently wearing Liberty, Yeah, that's, that's so, the number one. Um, I don't believe a disguise. Oh, yeah, I suppose you could say that it's your pet or something. I don't know if there's, like, a rule against pets in this place. Yeah, I could do that. I mean, yeah. does there need to be two pirates? Okay. Or could there just be one? There will need to be two pirates. When Peyton came up with this idea and put the project in, in place, he was watching a lot of Pacific Rim. <laughs> Uh-huh. Him and Thad were watching Pacific Rim, and Thad was talking about how he was like an extra in that one scene, like in Tokyo. Like you see him for like two frames. That's all Thad ever talks about. You know, oh. like you know that bit where he, that thing where he pauses it and he just points at like the five pixels and goes, "Yeah, yeah that's me." He'll bring he'll make, he'll bring it up on yeah, his phone bit, while yeah. we're on missions. He'll open like Netflix on his yep. phone, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> "It's not even that, very yeah. clear." I don't know, you know. I've, I've looked at his IMDB and the credits are on there, but anybody can add credits, so I don't know if you... As I hear this, can I roll to an observation to see if, like, if I can glean whether he was actually in Pacific Rim? <laughs> I rolled a 15. Um, oh, I don't want to make this decision without without Joel around. Um, He's going to say he... Oh, I, I don't know. Here, do you want me to ask him real fast? Just tweet him, say, were you in Pacific Rim? This is important, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Joel responded. He said, "The second one." This is his answer. So that was in the second Pacific Rim. The the less the less impressive one, I guess. <laughs> the one where they sort of yeah, they really screwed the picture on that last one. Uh, anyway, the two of you walk up to the big concrete bunker, uh, and the doors open in front of you, and you go inside, and there is like an elevator, and the elevator takes you down to a level below it goes on for quite some time and eventually you end up in this bunker below you hear the voice of an ai above you and it goes hello edna smith welcome back to project sahara freedom i nod how are you doing today <laughs> oh no um uh, i don't know what edna's voice sounds like so i'm like <coughs> uh, I, have, um, <clears throat> I have a little bit of a cold but i'm doing well you have a cold. That is unfortunate. You will have to deal with that with a tissue, maybe? <laughs> and then a arm shoots out from the wall, and the tissue is inside, like, its hand. I take it. I say, oh, thank you. I, like, blow my nose. <laughs> You're welcome, Edna. 
Well done for blowing your nose. Humans are so good at blowing your nose. Uh, well done. I sneeze inside of the big cat. <laughs> mm. I take the, the tissue to the cat's nose. Edna, why do you have your giant cat friend with you? Uh, he's, uh, he's my friend. I have a new pet that needs to come with me on the mission. There are no pets allowed in the robot. Is there like a, a specific camera or sensor I can be looking into? Yeah, so I'd say there's like a soulless red eye looking camera <laughs> aiming down at you sort of Hell 9000 style in front of the doors. The doors are made from like thick bulletproof reinforced glass and behind it you can see what looks like the head of an enormous mecha. I look into the eye and I'm like, I need, I need it for the mission. What reason would you have for having a large giant cat on the mission? I motion at the cat and I'm like, I'm gonna drop it on the vampires. It's gonna fight vampires. I just need, just please, just I, you know, we've been, on, <coughs> been on so many. Just let me, t like, I just, I'm not really giving it a very good answer, but I, I'm just like, I need it to fight the vampires, is what I tell it. Okay. I, I can also try to, to roll for something. Uh, roll for persuasion quickly, and we'll see how that goes. Oh! Natural 20. So I stand up on two legs, I look into the uh, into the, 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 the red eye with my giant cat eye, and I whisper, I am the co-pilot, Mike. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> call me Tony the Tiger, because I'm roaring to do some vampire killing. Processing. It's gonna be great! Processing. Welcome, new pilot, Tony the Tiger. <laughs> Welcome to Project Sahara Freedom. The doors open in front of you with a big hiss. Uh, and then you, there is, like, in front of you a big gangplank that will lead you out into the middle of this sort of mobile uh, bay for this big mecha. Okay, I go first and I try to, I walk a little bit quickly just in case the, ti the tiger weighs too much <laughs> for the gangplank. I don't want to <laughs> fall, so I sort of, I try to do it subtly. I don't say anything. Just like briskly walk. Okay. I feel like that has to be an agility roll to not hurt my feelings. <laughs> okay, go for it. 16. Yeah, you managed to get across for that looking like you're sort of worried about how fat he is. <laughs> I'll never suspect it. Yeah. I just, I'm just a fast walker. The AI is looking at both of you and you hear a loud banging sound from above. Warning, warning. Dangerous elements entering facility from above. Huh? I look up. You look up and you see the metal above inside this bunker starting to buckle. You can deduce there's probably some vampires like burrowing their way down to this place right now. Mm -hmm. I, I, uh, AI, uh, <clears throat> our security measures, uh, security protocol. Uh, uh, can you uh, take care of that? Please call me by my name. <laughs> can, what? can I roll? Observation to see if I have any idea what the AI's name is? Go for it. Oh, seven. Mm-mm. No, you don't. You can't find it. You, you, you're looking around to see whether or not you can figure it out. <laughs> Excuse me, Edna. Please call me by my name. That was a great movie. I uh, try to stall for time <laughs> by talking about call me by my name despite not having seen it. I take my phone out and it's I'm... It's a persuasion of five. Mm -mm. I'm desperately looking at Edna's Facebook to see if there's any, like, did she take any selfies with the AI? Like, I'm looking at her Instagram, her Facebook. 
I'm like, I'm like mumbling to myself. Roll for luck. Ooh, okay. 13. That's with no, yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to roll for it and see if it figures it out. Okay. Oh, great. Yeah, I sure do love that part in the movie <laughs> where uh, they call the person by the name. So it's, it's great. 24? It's really great. So it's 24, Sean? Oh, no. Yeah, that's a 24. The AI rolls a 24. <laughs> Uh, and the lights in the room immediately go to red and the AI goes Edna, you are not Edna, who are you? At this moment, you feel something strange. Could you roll for focus for me? 14. You feel a similar feeling to the feeling you felt on the pumpkin farm uh, when you were inside the building. A feeling. Hmm? A feeling feeling. A feeling feeling. A sort of thrill. Feely feeling feeling. A sort of feely feeling that feels feely. Super feely. Yeah. It's that sort of cold feeling you feel whenever there's a ghost around. Smedley feels it too, and he says, um, Annabelle. Get your gun out. I don't need to be told twice. Pull my gun out. This ghostly presence starts to move around near you. And you watch as on the sand, you you see, like in the muddy sand near the river, it spells out a name. It spells out Edmund. After it writes the name, you see it add an arrow. The arrow then points back towards the western half of the city, the, the side of the city where the tears of set landed. Um, hang on a minute. Right, is this is this um, hello, is this uh, is this Edmund Black? The ghost writes on the floor in the sand a tick. Oh, okay. Hello. How 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 are you doing? The ghost then writes like a sort of he draws like a skull. Oh. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I suppose that's unfortunate. You were one of the first people to take the tears of set, weren't you? It draws another tick on the ground. I know you mean like a check mark, but I'm gonna imagine like he's just drawing like the little bug tick. <laughs> it's doing both. He's 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 a, he's a talented artist. <sighs> he's a talented artist. He's been dead for a while. He hasn't had much else to do. Yeah, no, he, he's just been drawing like things on the beach. <laughs> you feel like a cold hand touch your shoulder. Wait, aren't I warm spectrum? You are warm spectrum. Can he touch me? Without hurting himself? No, no, it's fine. It's just he he touches you and you feel this cold on you. And then you watch as this sort of ghostly hand appears in the world nearby. This ghost begins to materialize in front of you. There he is in front of you, well, by, by the side of you, um, Edmund Black. Does he have a face? What? Does he have a face in his ghost form? He does have a face in his ghost form. Okay. Uh, he's a, He is his perfect self. He's like young Anakin in uh star wars he's he's like good good version he's not like random old man that we've never seen before he's he's been edited to 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 be perfect form he looks at both of you he then points towards the west side of the city and then he points at the four formic pillars in front of you and then he points at you uh yes yes we brought those and we used them you're correct he shakes his head and he points at himself and sort of draws a circle near his heart 
and then he gestures towards the vampire empress. Oh, you love her. He shakes- I, I really hate to break it to you. I don't think it's going to work out. He shakes his head again. He gestures across the city again, and then he points at the vampire empress. And then he points at himself, and then he points at the city again, and then he points back at the Formic beacons, and then back at you. Can, do you, can you say this again in Southern Sign language? <laughs> he <laughs> looks at you, and then he thinks for a minute, and then he tries to remember back to his times at Omen training camp where he learnt Southern Sign language. He then communicates with you in Southern Sign language. Could you please roll for observation for me? 14. His knowledge of Southern Sign Language isn't brilliant, but he manages to get across the following. Vampire, Empress, Undead, Soul Energy, Reverse. So when you take her from being a vacuum to a leaf blower, I got it. <laughs> That's the weirdest way of putting it. But yes, kind of. Oh, like that made any less sense than his sign language. Well, he's trying. He's giving it a go. I'm trying to. It's been a long time. He's been dead for a long time. And like Southern Sign Language is a very, very niche. He probably like got like the lowest grade in the class for it. That's offensive. It's not the most well used form of sign language. Sure, we've used it like in this more often than any other form of sign language. <sighs> I see how it is. Gotta, gotta be offensive. <laughs> it's, 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 gotta... it's not a problem. I don't mind a bit of Southern Sign Language, but it's fine. It's It's just my culture or anything. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. (laughs) Uh, Edmund then looks at both of you sincerely, and he then lifts his hands, and you watch as he releases some of like the energy he absorbed from you and points it towards the Vampire Queen. And the two of you watch as you can see, like, surrounding the Vampire Queen, are thousands and thousands of these tiny little blue souls, uh, and they're orbiting her at the minute. Huh. Okay, so it looks like she's currently getting most of her power from the souls that they managed to collect from putting the Tears of Set across this side of the city. I think what he wants us to do, I mean, my southern side language isn't amazing, but like I, I've got, I, I did a bit of it back in back in the day. Um, I think he wants us to try and reverse that. I don't even think we can. Can we do that? Is that a thing we can? Can you do that, Annabelle? Why? Why do you ask me these questions? I don't know. I don't know either. Um, We're gonna try. Right. Okay. So if, you, if you're gonna need, if we're gonna do that. Okay. And he sort of like thinks for a second. He goes, uh, Edmund, do you know where the nearest um, ley line is to here? And Edmund looks at Smedley, and he sort of shrugs. And he doesn't doesn't seem to know. And and Smedley goes, okay, fine. Um, let me have a think. The only ley line I know is directly in the center of the city. Um, it's kind of in the middle of all this mess. Uh, and we're going to get there if we're going to try and amplify your powers even more. There's no way we can just use these formic sensors. We're going to need to take these and also you. And we're going to need to take them to a ley line if we're ever going to do this. All right. Okay. Oh, 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 God, my leg. I have arrived at the concrete dispensers. It looks like they've been sabotaged quite considerably. Oh, God, I'm not going to be able to repair this. The entire mechanism has been shredded. The metal seems to have melted as well. 
this is definitely not human. There are signs of magic radiation all over this place. Whatever's happening is some sort of coordinated attack. I will make my way back to Central Operations and try and figure out what to do from there. Please stay safe, everyone. Smedley signing out. The Omen podcast is powered by Ellipsis RPG, the accessible donationware rule set. Now available on itch.io. If you like what you're hearing, please rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. You can tweet to us at the hashtag OmenCast, that's O-M-E-N cast. And who knows, you might get a special mention in one of the episodes from us. Thank you for listening, and remember, stay vigilant. You never know what's out there.